Africa Calling, a bi-monthly podcast with sound-rich reports from our correspondents on the continent. African Voices reporting on African stories produced by Radio France International. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of the Africa Calling Podcast on April 15, 2022. I'm Laura Angela Bagneto. We have a number of stories from the African continent this week, including a report from Kenya on waste pickers in the Nairobi area and how politics is coming into play regarding a possible new dump site. Plus, we'll take a look at how Ugandans are misusing antibiotics, which has had a knock-on effect for the whole country and beyond. And in Cameroon, our correspondent speaks to consumers who are having a hard time making ends meet, thanks to COVID and the Ukraine war. And finally, don't forget our special song at the end. Africa Calling. In Kenya, every day, the Dandora garbage dump site in Nairobi's Mbakasi North constituency receives thousands of tons of garbage that is generated from homes in Kenya's capital. Many consider the dump site an eyesore and an environmental and health hazard. But thousands of men, women, and youth from Dandora and other nearby estates defy all health and safety standards and pick garbage there daily in the quest to earn a living. Their livelihood could be in danger, however, as some residents want the dump moved and politicians are considering this option. Correspondent Ayub Mwangi toured the site and has filed the following report. Every day, hundreds of trucks come to the Dandora dumping site in Nairobi's eastern area, to deliver part of the 2,400 tons of waste that is generated daily from the hundreds of thousands of homes in Kenya's capital, Nairobi. The 30 acre dump site is a beehive of activity with humans, animals, and birds competing to scavenge for what can be of value to them. A first-time visitor to the site would be put off by the dust, smoke, and the putrid stench of fermenting garbage that hangs in the air. But not so for the hundreds of the sooty and oily-looking waste pickers who have made the site their source of income through recycling the domestic, industrial, hospital, and agricultural waste that is brought into the garbage dump. While sorting through plastics, we meet Kenneth Shirakuamboi. He collects plastics and blames the rising cost of living as the reason why he needs to go to the dump every day. I can collect between 100 and 200 kilograms, and this is enough to feed my family. Life has also become very hard. The price of essential commodities such as cooking oil has really risen, and the leaders do not seem to care. Further along, we come to a waste picker who sorts grass bottles, a rather seemingly dangerous venture. Benjamin Mwema, a father of two, says he has to break the bottles in order to reduce their volume and increase the quantity of what he can collect. I come here by 6 a.m. daily. I walk alone unless there are people who want me to buy their bottles. I can collect between 400 to 600 kilos daily depending on what has been delivered to the dump site. 
I can deliver to the factory up to eight tons of bottles, which takes me about a month to collect. Many leaders do not come here and we only meet them in the estate where they ask us to register as voters. There's yet another type of waste picker here at Dandora. After Kenya banned the use of plastic in 2017, a new durable type of reusable bag that is made out of woven plastic is popular at the markets. 23-year-old Sharon Tino is a kindergarten trainee teacher who says she dropped out of college because of lack of school fees. She says that she collects the woven type bags to resell and makes enough to sustain her and her child. I collect paper bags, not the normal bags. It's the new type of woven bags called standard. What I collect is paid one shilling and so far it helps me buy food. Sharon says that even though they strive to make a decent living out of the site, they suffer image problems because of their sooty and oily looks with many people thinking that they are out of their minds. You can come here and help us. We are human beings too and we go through a lot. We're here to make a decent living. We face a lot of challenges. We have needs, household needs. We have mental health issues. You can send groups here to advise and counsel us. When we collect garbage, we're not mad. It's the hard life that has sent us here. While local people agree that the dump site has helped propel the area's economy, they fear that it has also fallen into the hands of cartels who charge levies to garbage delivery trucks and individual waste collectors. Crispin Bolo, a local community elder. To tell you the truth, if you said that you wanted the site to relocate, you could be killed, and there are people who have died there. We've gotten used to the site. People say that this is a smelly place, but I've brought up all my children here. When politicians promise that they will relocate the site, they won't do it because they don't want to upset the waste pickers who are also opposed to relocation. They told you that they make money, and it's true. You can even see that they call themselves young millionaires. The relocation of the waste site has been as controversial as its presence in Dadora. In July 2021, the High Court in Nairobi directed the Nairobi County government to transfer the site by February this year. But it's still there. This was also not the first time that the moving of the site was in the cards. In 2013, the county government of Nairobi indicated that it wanted to transfer the site to Rwai, some 25 kilometers east of Nairobi. The plans were opposed by the Kenya Airports Authority as Rwai is on the flight path from the Jomo Kenyatta International Airport. The authority maintained that having the site there would compromise air traffic safety. But even as the debate ranges on about whether to relocate or improve the site, local residents feel that everyone should have a say in the matter, says Tobias Oching, a member of the Dadora Nyumbakumi Initiative that is tasked with community policing within the state. Before they relocate the garbage site, they need to bring all stakeholders together. 
because if you remove the scavengers without their consent, they might resist or it could increase the rate of crime. There is a need to know where to take them or even give them a chance to work in the garbage management factory. At least they are the ones who understand garbage management the best. The location of the waste site does not seem to be anywhere in sight and the debate continues to rage on. Passion Food Safety, a local non-governmental organization that promotes healthy eating and food safety among members in the informal settlements that are near the waste site, says the creation of a recycling plant would be more economically beneficial to the community. Here's Kenneth Rukati, Programs Officer at Passion Food Safety. There should be a recycling plant that would be best there. Because if we discard the whole issue and say we remove the dump site, there are people that will be affected in terms of uh, income. Many things are burnt, chemicals are burnt there, and they, they actually uh, pollute the air. We have the view that there should be a recycling plant within the area. That would be better than just doing uh, sorting out and burning the rest. It does not benefit as much as it would if we would have a recycling plant here. The dump site remains a subject of controversy to area residents. There are a number of possibilities for Dadora, including a recycling center. But for those who make their living from it, they prefer that the dump remains in their backyard. Reporting for RFI's Africa Calling, I am Ayub Mwangi in Dadora, Nairobi, Kenya. Find us on your favorite podcast platform app, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. In Uganda, antibiotics are often used to treat infections, but they aren't always the answer. They don't work on common colds or flus either. The rise of this resistance is due to the misuse and overuse of antibiotics. Doctors in Uganda have recorded bacterial resistance in treating ailments such as malaria and tuberculosis. Correspondent Namali Hajara Shahista has more on why antibiotic resistance is on the rise in Uganda. That's the sound of medication being sold in a pharmacy in downtown Kampala. Antibiotics can be effective in treating some but not all types of bacterial infections. But a wrong diagnosis and treatment can result in antimicrobial resistance and antibiotics are not one size fits all. Although it is technically illegal to distribute antibiotics without prescription in Uganda, pharmacies are often teeming with customers buying the drugs with little or no oversight. Sarah Birunji works in a pharmacy in downtown Kampala. She says people are trying to self-medicate. You may find when someone is treating maybe the hope, they may ask for antiquilogs, because there are common drugs they already use. Others, they can come and ask. There are other brands like Adumentin. Majority, they use those antibiotics because that's what they know. Because that's something. That's what they use. So that's why they use Ampiclox because they know Ampiclox is an antibiotic which works on the pop. Because they know it, it's their awareness. But there are others who come with an awareness of other drugs. Though there are those who come without your prescription. But at least they explain to you what they have or what they are suffering. Outside of Kampala, Esther Makoka is sorting the tins where she keeps medications at a pharmacy in Mukono village. It's the only pharmacy there. 
Makuka tells us poverty has forced people to self-medicate, hence leading to misuse of drugs. They came for Ampiclox, Amoxicillin, they wanted for cough, and that's also Cotrimoxazole and Amoxicillin. I, they don't have time for, to go for in, a, in a clinic because for them they think, they have that mentality that maybe in a clinic it's expensive. Maybe to consult a doctor, so they just decide to come for the drug itself instead. Back in Kampala at Makere University, Dr. Hakim Sendagire, a specialist in drug resistance, explains the common infections that drugs are not responding to. We are seeing an increasing problem with drug resistance. Drug resistance uh, means that bugs cannot respond to the drugs we give. So samples are sent to our lab. The common infections we have, we have uh, urinary tract infections. We get about eight samples a day. And then we have wound, inf wound infections. By the time samples are sent to us, doctors are wondering which drugs to use as the drugs they are using are not very effective. Uganda's National Drug Authority is the drug regulatory body in the country, including their manufacture, importation, distribution and licensing. Abiyaz Ramwil, the National Drug Authority spokesperson, explains why pharmacies are giving out drugs over the counter without a prescription. Because of competition, business-driven mindset, it actually starts with the patient who is demanding to be given this product. Some lie, I dropped my prescription, others claim they are refilling their dosage. Before we pinpoint and rule out that this product is a problem, we want first to go back and look at the history of usage to make sure that we do not say this product is the one that causes the resistance or that the people are resistant to this particular product. After investigations, and if we find that the particular drug is the one that is causing the resistance. We have the mandate to record those products. Dr. Sabrina is a pediatric infectious disease specialist and academic at Macquarie University. She works as a senior lecturer at the School of Medicine and explains what happens when patients are resistant to the medication. We've had situations where we have multiple antibiotic resistance bacteria and that you're giving the patient treatment, they have a severe infection, let's say meningitis. Mm -hmm. You start them on the recommended first line, patient is not recovering, they're still running a fever, then you go on to a second line and then a third line and the higher the line, the more costly. A time is going to reach, unfortunately, where if a person gets an infection, they cannot be saved. And we've seen such situations so it becomes complicated because if a person gets overwhelming bacterial infection, then they are going to end up with multi-organ damage, and that can be the real crisis. The Ugandan government is one of 10 countries in sub-Saharan Africa that is rolling out a national action plan to combat antimicrobial resistance. But for now, medical professionals are hoping that by making the public aware of the dangers they can stop the abuse of antibiotics. Consult health professionals before using any antibiotic in order to fight resistance that has become a global problem. Reporting for Africa Calling, 
This is Namale Hajara Shahista in Kampala. Africa Calling, produced by Radio France International. In northwest Cameroon, the capital city of Bamenda has been struggling economically, in part due to the Anglophone crisis. Many companies have shut down and relocated to safer areas, as business people are often targeted for kidnapping for ransom. Other issues include COVID-19 and even the war in Ukraine, which have made buying staple foods impossible. Correspondent Sylvie Yukfu speaks to consumers and has more from Bamenda. At the Bamenda food market, busy with movements of inhabitants, cars and bikes, hawkers too are positioned at the market gate hawking basic home products like washing soap while shop owners are attending to customers inside their shops. Shoppers come here in the hope of buying local produce at cheaper rates. But for more than three months, the prices of not only local produce like plantains and tomatoes, but also basic home commodities have skyrocketed. Ngu Dorothy says the cost of both local and imported goods have tripled. Before December even, prices of things just started rising, especially palm oil, not to talk of granola oil. Everything was just increasing. Let me, we used to buy the gallon for 16000 Then the price just rose now to 25000 The prices were a bit different as compared to Douala, Bafusam. When we tried to ask, they say it's our road especially the road to reach here, it was horrible. Like for palm oil, it's a local product. Normally it used to be cheap, but they say they have to increase their own price because they don't sell it there. How would they also come to, to buy their own things in the market? Mulu Elvis, who transports goods on the Bafusam Bamenda Highway, agrees with Dorothy. He is forced to deal with frequent roadblocks at the Bamenda Ekok Enugu Highway, imposed by both security services and separatist fighters. This prevents Nigerian goods from entering into the city regularly. The poorly maintained roads affect the transport of local goods too, especially the road from Balfusam to Bamenda, where staples from other towns come in, says Elvis, pointing to his tires. Um, my name is Molo Elvis. What do you do for the road? The bad road. The bad state of the road and numerous military checkpoints account for the increase in the price of commodities since we have to charge higher for the transportation of goods. These are vehicle tires. We buy them for up to 50,000 francs, but yet they don't last for one month because of the deplorable state of the road. We also would like the authorities to reduce the numerous checkpoints. Road them no fire and then the amount of control to do for refinement they reduce them. Within the context of the crisis, many city dwellers are now host to internally displaced persons who have fled their towns and villages and have come to the regional capital. Residents have more mouths to feed and with the current increase in prices, they are finding it difficult to provide a decent daily meal for their families. I'm back, Thomas. It's like bread, 
Now you should see if you don't get 1,000. I'm in Bar Thomas. Bread is very expensive, and if you don't have 1,000 CFA francs, now you can't afford breakfast for your family. From every indication, it is high time we go back to our farms and cultivate sweet potatoes to serve for breakfast. Even the local product from cassava, known as gari, is now more expensive than rice. No, you know who side would go. No, nothing for do. Market goer Lorangwa says even the most basic staples to prepare a meal are out of reach. We are actually facing price hike in the market, which is not backed by uh, 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 much money in our pockets. For example, I will start with uh, Maggi. We have an increment in that from 800 to 900 francs a packet and the, the price of a granola oil has equally gone up. We are actually facing difficulties in preparing a good meal for the family. The situation is worsening with the recent increase in the price of flour, meaning people can't afford to buy much bread. Abel Gogomo, a local government authority in charge of trade in the region, says skyrocketing prices are caused by Russian invasion of Ukraine. Ukraine and Russia are large-scale producers of wheat flour. Before the war, they had a huge market in Africa, including Cameroon. In order to reduce cost of these imported commodities, Gogomo has announced measures to help Cameroonian consumers. There is this exemption of taxes on products that are imported, wheat and other things, so that it should uh, reflect on the prices we buy. And uh, we know that this price hikes has come about uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic and equally the, the Russia-Ukraine war. We had meetings with um, stakeholders, for example, uh, Northwest Baker Association. These are people who deal with wheat, bread, and sell, and everyone eats bread. Uh, we're on the field. We disguise as uh, consumers. I went to shops to check on this bread, which should cost 125 that is 200 gram, has been raised up to 250, and that which is 400 gram instead of uh, 250 is 300. Events leading to price increase like COVID-19 and global world tensions and conflicts have made a mark on Cameroonians. With all these issues in mind, the government should encourage the private sector and others in an effort to beef up food security. For RFI's Africa Calling, this is Sylvia Yukfu in Bamenda. The high cost of living is forcing the government to declare the Northwest and Southwest as economic disaster zones with incentives to attract investment. Meanwhile, in Yaoundé, the capital, bakers are experimenting with cassava flour in their bread as a way to offset the grain shortage. Check us out on Twitter, Africa underscore underscore calling. We're at Africa underscore underscore calling. We're almost at the end of our program, but we have music maven Alison Hurd in the studio. Hi, Alison. What song do you have for us? Hello, Laurangela. I thought we'd chill and groove a bit this week in the arms of Pierre Quendes. He's a singer-songwriter, hails from DRC, Kinshasa, now lives in Montreal in Canada. So he sings and raps in many languages, English, French, Lingala, uh, Shiluba. 
uh, blending African styles, especially Congolese rumba, with pop and electro and jazz. And I've really taken to his recent release. It's a very lilting romantic song called Kilimanjaro. So Africa's highest mountain in Tanzania, but it's really close to the Kenyan border. So I thought there was a little link with Kenya. <laughs> the song is, if you like, the height of sensuality. You are my Kilimanjaro, he sings in French. Uh, by the way, Quenda's also co-founded the Moonshine Collective, and they will be bringing out a new album at the end of this month. It's called José Louis and the Paradox of Love, a tribute to his birthplace, Kinshasa, and there's lots of Congolese rumba in there. But in the meantime, I do hope you like the song I picked. And on that high note, thanks for listening to Season 2, Episode 16 of Africa Calling. We'll leave you with the fabulous sounds of Pierre Quenders. I'm Laura Angela Bagnetto. This episode was edited and recorded by the fabulous Erwan Rome. Goodbye for now. Quand tu descends, tout est monté Si tu t'arrêtes, je partirai Emmène-moi tout en haut, tout en haut Du Kilimanjaro, voir les neiges éternelles Briller toute la nuit, play au huitième ciel Ce soir tu fais mon Kenya, Kilimanjaro Petit bac au Kenya, Kilimanjaro Demain on inversera, Kilimanjaro Ce soir tu fais mon Kenya, Kilimanjaro Ce soir tu fais mon Kenya, Kilimanjaro Yeah.